Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Yo, this is Joey Belladonna, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Hey, this is Bumblefoot, and you're listening to the Talking Metal Podcast. Broadcasting around the world, around the world, around the world, from Jersey City, New Jersey. This is the Talking Metal Podcast. Here are your hosts, Mark Striegel and John Astronomy. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Talking Metal Podcast. John Astronomy here, coming to you from Jersey City, New Jersey. Mark is actually away in Indiana, but a few weeks ago, Mark hooked up with Rob Thorne from Sacred Oath and did a great interview in the studio. Rob came down from Connecticut. Unfortunately, I couldn't be at the interview, and I'm really bummed because I am definitely a fan of Sacred Oath. Rob, I wanted to thank you for the Really, really cool Sacred Oath baseball jersey. Guys, let me tell you about this. It's a black jersey with white sleeves. Anybody who was hanging out in the late 80s remembers those type of baseball jerseys, and those are very, very cool. So thanks a lot, Rob. So anyway, let me tell you a little bit about what's going on with Sacred Oath. We are proud to have teamed up with iTunes and Sacred Oath to bring this podcast to you. And iTunes has chosen Counting Zeros from Sacred Oath's new album as the Discovery Download Pick of the Week, April 7th. So you guys can download that track for free on iTunes. They will also be selling the standard edition of the new Sacred Oath album beginning on April 7th, a full five weeks before anyone else carries the album. And this is exclusive to iTunes worldwide. And not only that, guys, the album will be priced at a ridiculously low price of $5.99 for the entire album during that time period and our good friends over at the MTV2 Headbangers blog will premiere the video for Sacred Oath's Counting Zeros. So without any further ado, let me turn the microphone over to Mark who hooked up with Rob a few weeks back. Hey, 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 it's Mark Striegel from the Talking Metal podcast and in the studio we have Rob from Sacred Oath. Rob, how are you? Hey, Mark, I'm good. Thank you so much for joining us. You uh, you make the trip down from, uh, I guess, Connecticut? Yeah. Now, man. where in Connecticut are you? Uh, Bethel, close to Danbury, uh, south. Okay. Well, just about an hour from here. My my grandmother lives in a small town called New Milford, which oh, is yeah. by Danbury. So I, I That's like 20 minutes from us. It's like my home away from home. Is it really? Uh, yeah, she's still she's still alive, still 86 years old, oh, still up there. Awesome. I'm, I'm up there quite often. A lot uh, of cow tipping up there. Oh, yeah? yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. We used to go into the cornfields and uh, 
tip uh, the corn stalks over and like, uh, yeah, clear it's a big... Yeah, not as much fun. Yeah, no, I would imagine not. <laughs> Anyways, Sacred Oath, let's talk about some metal here. The new album is about to drop in a few weeks, May 12th. What can the Sacred Oath fans expect from this record? Are we doing more of the same sound-wise? Are you guys going into new areas with with the style? I think that this record is still pure Sacred Oath, although I, I would say it's probably it's more it's brand new, so it's got a little more of a current theme to it. But it's definitely traditional heavy metal in the style of Maiden, you know, Priest, Merciful Fate, Sabbath. It's it's not screaming, it's singing, it's melodic, it's it's very traditional. Very cool, and uh, we have a ton of listeners who are into the traditional metal, so I'm sure they're going <sighs> to be waiting to get their hands on this. Let's let's go back. I, I know there's been a lot of Sacred Oath uh, activity over the past few years, but let's go all the way back to 1987. I was uh, just reading last night in my uh, Martin Popoff book where he uh, examines uh, just about every metal record that came out in the 1980s and he had some nice stuff to say about Crystal Vision. Oh, we're in going, there? Yeah, you are You cool. are in there. It's, it's odd because most of them he provides like a, I think a 1 through 10 rating or something uh-huh. and there's no rating but he talks about you guys in uh-huh. there definitely. Oh, so, I'll have to uh, check it out. Yeah, definitely. And cr- well, that album has like um it's been a, it's been great for us because we you know first of all we were teenagers when we put that out right on mercenary records and we had a lot of difficulty with them which is why we broke up but it was you know it was 15 years later we got approached by labels that wanted to reissue the album because oh, there wow. was this cult following in Europe for the band that we had no idea about and uh we were you know excited at the idea of talking again yeah <laughs> and playing again and uh and just it just instantly clicked and we took off from there i think we just needed to know that people actually gave a crap and and wanted to hear what we were doing so and do you think that part of this had to do that uh, with the internet coming about and people were kind of uh talking about classic metal over the internet and and i, I just know that that with certain bands the internet has helped uh revitalize if i don't know if that's even a word but you know peak interest in a lot of great albums that came out back in the day i definitely think that the internet has been key for the things that have been going on for sacred oath in the last two or three years but i think that the the cult following that a crystal vision had going for it was going on from the time it was released i think that we went over there to play uh and November, not this past November, but you know, last year, and uh, and there were there were just people coming out that had the original vinyl for us to sign. Wow. They'd been following the band for twenty years. They couldn't believe that we you know we were over there because we had been broken up for so long, and and uh, and we could see that that this was something that had been going on for a long time. That it wasn't just all of a sudden someone discovered it on uh, you know eBay or Amazon right. and and took off with it. Which was cool because you know we, it was it's nice to know that somebody, uh, that not just one person but a bunch of people really appreciated something we had done so many years ago, and we thought it was just written off. And that was nineteen eighty seven, correct? Yeah, that was eighty seven. Was the first Sacred Oath album. And then the 
the next one was 2005. 2007. 2007, <laughs> right. So really 20 years. Uh, yeah. The two- what, what went on during that long break or hiatus? Uh, were you guys doing other bands? Yeah, or, we were yeah. all in other bands. Yeah. I was playing in Soundscape all through the 90s, and uh, Kenny was playing in uh, Undertow, and, and guys were just in all different bands. Pete, right. Pete's still in Low 12. He's not in the band anymore. And uh, and we were all busy. We were all doing music, you right. know, pretty much full time. Uh, but it wasn't Sacred Oath, and nothing ever really was as exciting as Sacred Oath. You know, Sacred Oath just has like this resonance with the fan base where people just get excited about it, which is makes it so fun to be in. You know. Yeah. Cool. Well, we're going to talk about the the new self titled release that is coming out, and and the different versions, the iTunes version, and the the CD version, but before we get to that, I want to I want to talk about where music is at. Now, you guys obviously aren't a big major label band. How is it? How has the the current uh, climate of the music business affected you guys as a more underground band that's not connected with a big company. I mean, a lot of kids nowadays don't even buy music anymore. They don't even have that concept. They just go online. They steal it. Yeah. How does that affect a band like you guys who, you know, is not, you're not out there selling millions of, of, of copies? Well, I think it, it, it probably affects us at the end of the day in the same way it affects even a major label band. Right. It's just uh, major label bands aren't as emotionally directly connected to what's going on with illegal downloading. I mean, because the labels behind them, the labels dealing with the flack, the the labels dealing with piracy, and the bands are just sort of out there doing what they do best. An underground band like us is more hands-on in promotion, Right in in just a lot of the work that goes on in in organizing promotion for the product, you know, recording the band, you know, the CD, doing all that kind of thing. So we're like it's in our face all the time. So I think we probably have a very realistic picture of what's going on right now. Okay, in in the scene, I think as you said, I mean, kids. I really think in like five years, CDs are going to be uh, really. On their on their way Obsolete, out, big yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, I've you know I also teach guitar, and uh, and I've got you know ten twelve year old students coming in with their iPhones and they don't own a single CD. Wow! And they they pay for music on iTunes. Yeah. Uh, it's just a foreign concept for them to own a CD. They don't see any need to do that. You get kids now who are doing these subscriptions on Rhapsody or yeah these other. Um, you know, retailers where you pay $15 a month and you can listen to whatever you want. Right. It expires at the end of the month. You've got to keep your subscription going. You can't huh. listen to anything. But I really see that that's where we're going. Yeah. And, uh, and honestly, right now, I don't mind that because um, with the way CD sales are going, it's, you're always taking a risk when you're actually pressing the CDs. Are you able to make money merchandising like uh, T-shirts and sweatshirts and stuff like yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, so we you straggle along. Too. Yeah. <laughs> and what about yeah. gigs? Are you able to make a good you, – you, you know, you go to Europe and play. Are you able to cash in a little bit doing that, or is it more of a break-even thing? It's more of a break-even thing. I yeah. mean, the what was good for us on the European tour was that we came back with a live album. Yeah. And that was awesome for us because uh, – we knew we weren't going to have a new studio album in 2008, and uh, and we wanted we had such a momentum going for the band that we wanted to keep things going. We wanted to get another title out there, and 
you know, that was the, the thing about the live album is that it wasn't even planned. I mean, it was uh, at the end of the night. I said, hey, what's that? The guy had like a laptop on the mixing wow. board. And I was like, you know, can you send me that uh, back in the States someday? And he sent me the discs a few months later, and we were like, wow, you know, let's, let's mix this thing and put it out. It's kind of cool. So the live album, Till Death Do Us Part, that was, it was not planned, it was recorded, but it kind of it took off for you guys, right? Yeah, Let's it really talk about did. how iTunes actually got behind that, and uh, you guys ended up being what, one of the best live... Yeah, it was, it was in the top heavy. eight live metal albums in 2008. And, wow. Uh, and I don't think that was a year thing, I think, because they had albums in there like Unleashed in the East and Live yeah. After Death and uh, Decade of Aggression and stuff like that. So <clears throat> it just... Uh, I you know I don't know how we ended up on that. It was totally an honor because it was all my favorite bands and and uh, and people noticed that and people picked up on that and it sort of catapulted us up into getting some more help, you know, behind this new album that we just finished. It, it was cool to see the reviews come in and and people sort of see it for what it was—an honest, real recording of a you know a traditional metal band just getting out there in front of a bunch of crazy Germans and. And giving them the U.S. Uh. Cool. Well, let's get into some music <laughs> off the live record right now. And this is all on iTunes. You guys can download it. We'll have links up. How about a classic track off the live album? A Crystal Vision. Is that cool? Sure. Let's check it out.
That was a crystal vision by Sacred Oath. We are in the studio with Rob from Sacred Oath. Rob, thank you for coming down. We are excited about the new record. It is coming out on May 12th. Let's talk about the different versions of the record. Now, there's going to be, a, I guess, a deluxe version, which the diehard fans can buy yeah. in, in like a physical CD. And what, that has more tunes than Yeah, it's got four bonus tunes. Yeah. Yeah, the, the deluxe and the standard jewel case both come out at the same time. They'll both be available in all the same places. But the deluxe has four bonus tracks. It um, it's in and are these covered tracks or are they no originals? no they're they're oh, brand okay. new songs. Oh, cool. I mean they were all recorded in the same sessions that we did the whole new album. Cool. And, uh, but we just you know we just didn't put four of them on the standard jewel case edition. So it's got all the tracks that we recorded. And uh, and the packaging is elaborate. There's a 16-page booklet with tons of cool photographs, all the lyrics, all that stuff. Excellent. Whereas the jewel case is just a two-page folded, uh, you know, cover in a jewel case. Ten songs, still, still great. You know, I, we think the stronger CD. Um, but we just wanted to, you know, make both price formats really available because we are an underground band. Yeah. And uh, and people aren't spending money on cds like they used to so if someone's going to be taking a chance on sacred oath they may they may rather do that with a 10 song cd at a, at a lower price cool let's talk about who currently is in the band well you got me right <laughs> <laughs> and uh another original member from back in 87 kenny right. evans on drums and i mean we've been best friends since we were 14 years old so it's it's great to play with him in the band. We just, you know, when we're playing together, it's just all intuition. It's just when we write music, when we play, we're just feeling each other. Um, Billy Smith, uh, co-guitar player with me, who was actually one of my students. Oh, cool. And uh, which works out great because he plays exactly like I taught him to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's a great player and a great guy, and also from around the same area that we all live. And Scott Waite, who, on bass, who played with me in Soundscape all in the 90s, and Excellent. is just a fantastic bass player and really brings a lot of uh, cool bass vibe to the band. Excellent. And for counting zeros, yeah. where and when was this shot? We shot that just a couple weeks ago. In and around Danbury area. Okay. And, uh, boy, we had a few locations where we did that. The song, the lyrical content is really about the war, the economy, all the things that are going on right now in this country. And we really wanted to do something different than our last video. We wanted this to really sort of tell a little bit of a story, not just be so much the band jumping around on stage kind of thing. So we... Went to a military museum that they have in our area, which was it's just awesome. They got all these tanks parked out in front, and they cool. were so cool. They like they fired the tanks up, and they were like rotating the turrets, and and the Excellent. whole deal worked out awesome. And uh, and then we shot the rest of it in a warehouse, and uh, we had some students of mine that are younger guys playing guitar, um, acting as. Uh, characters in the video oh, Young, younger kids sort of dealing with you know war playing war and the realities of it and it worked out good it was a rough day because it was like 14 degree wind chill yeah and we were out there for oh, about wow. you know 14 hours and by the end of the day we were just you know comatose and is it but done yet or is it edited it's or? pretty much done okay. it's being edited right now and uh where can people see it well it's going to be featured 
on the Headbangers blog homepage oh, cool. the whole week of the iTunes exclusive, which is April 6th. So April 6th, the video will be featured at Head- Headbangers blog. The discovery download of the week will be the feature on iTunes uh, through their homepage. And the album itself, the 10-song version, will be featured at a discounted price of five ninety nine, so okay. you can like you now, can that, just that's this exclusive iTunes. That's thing. the iTunes okay. exclusive that's coming up for the album uh, on April seventh. They're gonna they're gonna feature the band on the homepage. They're gonna do the discovery download of the week, and they're gonna uh, discount the album for a month long period cool. before the street date. Then when the street date hits for the actual CD, they're going to also release the deluxe edition oh okay so you'll also you could get the deluxe edition and it'll have uh other extras that they want to include as well so the itunes has really gotten behind the record we're really grateful for that we're we're very excited about it and we're hoping that you know it can really do something for for the band on this record well i hope it does i hope it does let's talk about um touring uh, any dates lined up at this point there's nothing lined up just yet i really think that our management is waiting to see what kind of noise happens with itunes because we've had some offers and i think we're just waiting to see what kind of noise we make with itunes because if we make enough noise i think we might get some some better opportunities okay we're waiting to see what happens cool Cool. We should uh, do a gig together. We have a, a band now. It's called Screaming Metal. Yeah, I want to play with you guys metal. at Dingbats. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, I uh, love Dingbats. Played at Ding. We had two hundred and fifty <laughs> people at Dingbats. I don't know how that. That's happened, a full house. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Uh, I actually do know how it happened. It was that we had people like Rob Dukes from Exodus singing with us. So and uh, and. Dan Lorenzo of Hades was playing with us. Metal Mike. So it was fun. It would be fun to do a, a gig. At Dig Mats again, maybe bring you guys down. Maybe oh, we'd love to do do it. something up in Connecticut at some point too. <laughs> yeah, we got a couple great clubs that are just hanging on by the skin of their teeth. What, up what there. is the rock scene like in Danbury? Is there one? Or? Uh, you know, there are a couple clubs. Uh, one of which uh, Billy Baloney's on Ive Street that hangs in there. But it, but it's you know it's like everywhere else really. Yeah. I mean it's 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 an Rock clubs are the underground scene. Yeah. So, uh, but there, but it does exist. It does. You oh, know, cool. and and I don't complain about it being an underground scene because I've been used to that my whole life. Sure. And I appreciate that, and and I appreciate the people that are involved because they're doing it for the love of it. Right. You know? Absolutely. Cool. And uh, before we let you go, tell me about some of your favorite bands growing up. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Give me I, like three of them, and let's talk about them. Well, I'll tell you. That was my inspiration for this record because um, we we got into this record very quickly after the the tour, and I went on a vinyl collecting frenzy. Wow! Because I was just so inspired, um, dropping the needle on the vinyl, looking at the album covers of of albums that inspired me to get started in this whole business in the first place. And you know, of course, I mean, the first things I was scooping up were Black Sabbath, Paranoid. Mm-hmm. Um, volume four and Sabbath, bloody Sabbath, just anything that Sabbath did. Uh, I was a huge Sabbath fan when I was younger and still am. Uh, and then Judas Priest, of course, yeah. Um, just I can remember, you know, I when I was the first band I was introduced to was Sabbath and just launched into it headlong. And then Screaming for Vengeance came out, and I heard Rob Halford singing, you know, Screaming for Vengeance, and it just was like, yeah. whoa, like. 
you know, I know I want to do this and I want to do this like that because this is just crazy. And then, and of course, Iron Maiden uh, was a huge influence and Dio when he went solo and and I was always a huge Ozzy fan. But then uh, when the new band started coming out uh, in the mid 80s, like, you know, Merciful Fate. Right. And uh, Metallica, early 80s, really. <clears throat> that was the new generation that we just latched onto. I mean, Merciful Fate blew my mind. They were so creative. They were, you know, they were taking that 70s metal thing that Priest had going mm-hmm. uh, in late 70s with, like, Stained Class, and they were just putting that really dark twist yeah. on it. And um, and when Don't Break the Oath finally came around, I mean, just the, the dark sound of that record, I think really that's where Sacred Oath sort of launched out of. That you know we we nurtured, we nurtured ourselves on you know Sabbath, Priest, Deep Purple, Rainbow, Maiden, and then Merciful Fate and Metallica. Sure, uh, I remember hearing Ride the Lightning for the first time and like being scared of Fight Fire with Fire. I was yeah. like twelve, you know. Right, and I was right, like, right. oh my god, it's the heaviest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, and I'm no, afraid I, I had the same of it. Feeling. Yeah, it was like I never heard anything so frightening. Right, and. Uh, that was what launched us into we want to do this, you know. Sure. And and hopefully Sacred Oath has been able to carve out our at least, you know, our own kind of take on the traditional metal sound. Excellent. So Cool. Yeah. Some good bands, good memories, uh, definitely. Definitely. And uh, I still have the vinyl. I have a, a record player in, in my living room, which my wife uh, hates because we have all this nice furniture and this, this, <laughs> this ugly record player. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but um, something about it, I, you know, I was, Rob Dukes from Exodus was saying that records don't sound better than, than you know, CDs. And maybe he's right, but they, but they do sound different and they, they do have a very warm feel to them and uh, I, I, there's something about them that I, I love listening to uh, them sometimes over CDs especially when it comes to bands like ACDC and Iron Maiden and it, Judas Priest there's there's something in that vinyl that I don't get from the CDs yeah I, and maybe I, it's a memory I think, I, think, <laughs> I think a lot of it yeah. is nostalgia yeah I mean I, my record player that I have and the way I have it set up def- certainly doesn't sound better than my CD setup, but I sure enjoy listening to music on it more, and a lot, and it certainly inspired me for this this new record. I mean, I just there's something about you know going back, you know, just staring at that you know LP cover, and and just getting in a zone where you're just focused on the music. That's one of the things about music now in the current format with iPods or with, with CDs is that you're really able to do, to have music on in the background all the time. Yeah, it's true. And so you're always doing something else. I mean, even if you got your headphones in and it's completely encapsulating your head, you're still doing something else. You're playing a video game, you know, you're, you're sweeping the floor, you're riding the lawnmower, whatever it is. But when you had, when you listen to something on vinyl, you sat down on the floor, you held the jacket in front yeah. of your face, and you just listened to every note that was coming out of those speakers and tried to put it together with what you were looking at on yeah. that cover. And some of those, I mean, especially when you talk about Maiden, I mean, I, I remember, I mean, all the records really, but I remember when Somewhere in Time came out. Oh, yeah. I, I put that on and I would spend days just, there was it was such a complex uh, drawing and there was so much to discover and 
uh, fun fun times. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that cover. I mean, yeah. yeah. You were always looking for who was on a Maiden cover, who was doing it behind the curtain and yeah, what. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, Power Slave on some of the original pressings. There were uh, there's. There was little vandalism on uh, the pyramid, and you could see it said Indiana Jones was here. Oh, yeah, I remember that, actually. I have that pressing. Yeah. Uh, That's awesome. Well, Rob, thanks for joining us. We want to end with some new music, and we encourage all the Talking Metal listeners to go legally buy Sacred Oath on May 12th when it comes out. And uh, let's see. how about uh, give, counting give, zeros? Is that cool? Or yeah, give them that. Give them Bloodstorm. Bloodstorm. That's the metal okay. track on this record. Okay, Bloodstorm. Yeah, and because uh, they can go get counting zeros for free. All right, that's okay. a discovery download of the week. Oh, that's right. a free download. Go. So let's check this out. <laughs> Bloodstorm by Sacred Oath. Rob, thanks for joining us. My pleasure, Mark. Thanks. Um,